Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back with another installment of the Poet Up podcast. It's your boy, Maul Chi, representing the SPT, living in the 704. I be the best me. I don't know. And we're here with... Okay. Oh, SPT is Southport. That's where I'm from. Okay, thank you. Y'all didn't have supposed to know. Where the fuck is that? And then I was like, oh, Southport. This is Jay Ward, a.k.a. Jay Weezy. I'm I'm too busy thinking about SPT to come up with any fancy a.k.a.s. What's up, Blues? As you know what it is, it's your boy Blues. Just happy to be here with uh, Southport and uh, AKA Weezy, AKA I sold off Nikki and Drake. Uh, <laughs> we are in, we are back at it. And we have the one, the only, she done wrote some shit for The Root, for Huff Post, uh-huh. for BT. Uh-huh. She got called kind of viral videos. Uh-huh. She stays on tour with her shit. Uh-huh. Her cats is like, motherfucking gangster is shit uh-huh. out there, man. If you ever at a festival and you hungry and you hungry, hungry, she's the one you go and hit. Listen, she's hella smart, diverse woman, incredible writer and poet and performer. Y'all, it is Kyla! What's up, lady? How are you? I'm well, featuring my bong. Hey, bong, 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 bong. Well, of course, uh, we we always like listen. Get 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 it how you live. Uh, we over here. Are we we're, are we uh, like broadcasting live? No, 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 no. This, okay, this, okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But of course, over well, here, been doing it the whole time, right? The Poet Up Podcast. What we have? Uh, we're drinking. I see we have Old Tub out here. Um, you know, I think times are hard when we bring the old tub back out. <laughs> then we've got uh, High West Whiskey. Oh, shit. Where did you find High West Whiskey, bro? Uh, in South Carolina. Of course. And then <laughs> we have this Eagle Rare. Yeah. How do we go from High West to Eagle Rare? That sounds like two different. Sounds like the same town, but one guy definitely like owns a lot of <laughs> land. And the other guy owns a lot of people. <laughs> is, is owned. <laughs> and the other guy is owned. Right, right. Uh, so we have three three wonderful uh, whiskeys out here. And, and Kyla, what are you partaking in? So um, I had a cookie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like tea a lot. Yeah. Mary Jane's uh, specialty, but it is the Poet Up podcast, and I would be remiss if I were only high, so I am committed to taking a a few slight shots of Everclear. I mean, you know, my bedroom is a few feet away, but there's stairs on the way, so uh, as long as I can just make it past the stairs, I can pass out in the room, and we're good to go. I think that's one of the best quotes we've ever had on the show. I would be remiss if I were only high. <laughs> that that comes That's in, a quotable. Like, That's a t-shirt. Like neck and neck with I'm not in this bitch. <laughs> To, to be, be in this bitch. bitch. <laughs> like, it's, those are real, too, really. Who said that one? That's good stuff. <laughs> that was Breeze. That was Breeze. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> Kyla, yeah, you are. Yeah, Breeze and I are the two social pariahs of the poetry community. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure we're good for quotables. You are, uh, you are the first guest we've had to ever uh, drink Everclear. Um, which means you're daring. Let me actually do it. <laughs> You'll be a pussy. <laughs> Which uh, to me says, to me says, you got balls, you got daring, you don't play by anybody else's rules, and I think that's been wow. a te- testament yeah. to how you write and how you live your life. Um, when that did a little more hair on my chest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did uh, when did you first discover that you wanted to write or that you could write? Um, my first poem was copywritten when I was 10. Uh, it was like, it was a really fucking emo-ass poem too. It was the world. This is a poem. All the confusion and all the neglect, all the hatred and disrespect. All Like, first of all, get that bitch a Snickers. Like, I was 10. Um, Were those the actual first words? No, for real. Those nice. really the words. Wow. Yeah, it was really the, the fuck words. were you and, going uh, through at ten, <laughs> y'all? Yeah, and I, I grew up in like I grew up in the burbs, so there was no B and B. There was no like you know doing poetry. Right. And then I was I 
fell in love as boy and a uh, story of my life. Ah. Look, look, every every story we've we've asked, every, every time we ask this question, it's generally, for, it's for the men, it's been a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want you to know, also, that every clue finally stopped hurting. <laughs> <laughs> the pain threshold for every clue, you just gotta be fucking high, man. <laughs> it's back. It's still down a bit. Oh shit! And I'm over here trying to be a G, like fucking chaser. Like I don't chase money. I don't chase liquor. Like you know, I'm like, okay, bitch, drink. Oh shit! Shouts out to Everclear. Her since '87. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it was about a boy. So you got you got emoed over yeah. a boy. And wrote a so poem. I wrote a poem to get him back, and it didn't work. But it's okay because he has like six kids now. Um, <laughs> it's cool. I, ironically, he was the last person to offer me sex. So, I mean, we're still clearly friends. Uh, I didn't take him up on the offer because, you know, I didn't want to. Uh, but, no, we're still good friends, and I wrote a poem to get him back because uh, he broke his leg, and I, like, moved in with him or whatever. And then... Uh, then yeah, like I'm I'm getting drunk clearly, but no, I wrote I wrote I a poem to get him back because when he broke his okay yeah I'm sorry I moved in with him after he broke his leg he learned how to walk again and then broke up with me and I wrote a poem to get him back and I did not get him back but I did get this God damn so that's a Tyler Perry movie Wait what yeah. if I've never fucking heard oh, one no, I am I am fucking good for a Tyler Perry movie Wait, was am, this all at ten no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, I was no, going to no, say. No, that was at 11. Don't be weird. You said at 11. Okay, I'm sorry. So, this motherfucker. That was in my 20s. That's fine. You, you nurse this nigga back to health. Back to health. Back to back fighting to strength. And he's I like, I'm to, out. You know, there, there, there are two different Kylas, right? There are... There are two different Kylas. There is the Kyla, you know, bitch on wheels. And but there is also very much a marshmallow version of of Kyla, like very much a, you know, made with love version of Kyla that a lot of people don't get to see. But she's, she's a real pussy. I just want you guys to know that she's real. <laughs> sure. yeah, I, don't, I don't bring her out too much because she's, do you guys, are you guys comfy? Are you guys good? You guys want something? You know? She's real. So we kind of, we kind of, you know, leave her in the basement often. What was the the punchline of that poem? Was it like, I didn't, I didn't nurse your leg back so you could walk all over me? No, it was a sweet poem. It was like all the things I would do, like to get you back. Like it was such a stupid poem. It was a Drake Drake poem. Yeah. And then so I was like cleaning up and I was like, oh, I found some, like, I found this. This was like over 10 years old. I found this like poem about to the moon and back. Like it was just like, I was like, oh, awful love poetry. Burn it. I think we've all been there, though. We all have that poem that's just like, yo, remember me when you was young and fresh and just trying to get a girl to like you? Read me real loud. You'd be like, nigga, get the fuck out of here. What what was wrong with you back then? You'd be like, I just I just want to be seen and held. Here's a poem. But, But, you know, I so I literally went the day after my birthday to a poetry spot and read that and Ambrose Cavender. Oh, sorry, I had to burp. Um, like he was, he became my poetry mentor, that's but he heard me do that poem. Yeah, that's his poetry name. So he's, he's like in Orlando and Florida, he was really big. Like he is a big deal there. Like he, but he doesn't really tour much. So if you've never seen anyone here, but he's actually came in second at Southern Fried Indi- Indies one year, I think. Um, but he was, he heard me do that poem and he just looked at me like, and and he became my poetry mentor and you know here we are so that was your first slam no no is this my first time at a well it wasn't my first time at a poetry spot it was at a at my first time at a a, a, poetry, a spot that was dedicated to poetry right, instead right. of a because there was a spot in orlando and it was like a live music or whatever but it wasn't you know they did you know three or four poets and you know then it was live music and if you didn't get on that very, very short open mic list, you weren't going to perform. But this was my very first time in a poetry spot. And I did that poem and he looked at me like, 
you know, and I mean, I would have, I would have, this would be, have, have be the last thing I would have imagined. Like even when I was doing poetry, I didn't think that there would be anything past a hobby. Like I didn't think that there was a possibility to make a career out of it or to, or to have legions of fans, if you will. And as much as, you know, you can, if you're a poet, I never imagined that. Like I never imagined that. Never. So, and you, cause you do have a, a lot of really great fans. So if we roll back to a uh, 10 year old copyright, Kyla, uh, <laughs> you were, you were a very bright young lady and back in the day. Um, not that you're not, a little, not, nah, not, not, not that you're uh, not that things are dimmed down, but like back growing, before the weed <laughs> and the everclear, <laughs> you're pretty smart, you're pretty, pretty fucking smart. No. So growing up right. as a young black, young black girl in the suburbs, smart as fuck. How is that childhood for you? So I was literally writing about it today because there's like this thing that they want something for Black History Month. Uh, and I did not, it was a thing that I didn't know I hated so much until I didn't have to be subjected to it, to it anymore. Mm. Because you're supposed to appreciate the payoff. You're supposed to appreciate the fact that even though you are separated from people who look like you and you know, somewhat sound like you because I was, you know, you talk proper. It's properly, actually. <laughs> it's got an adverb. It's a properly. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, like being separated from people who you identify with so culturally, you know, was you're supposed to still be grateful that you're getting this really great education. Mm. But it's like at what cost to who I am as a person? How much of me did I sacrifice? How much of even doubting myself came from being raised in an environment where a lot of the teachers didn't like the fact that their darkest student was their brightest student. And what that meant for, what that meant for me as a person, it meant that I wasn't allowed to flourish in the way that, I would say somebody with my intelligence would be if they were in. And I wouldn't even, I, cause I feel like, you know, what was the, was the trade-off really a, a trade-off? Like would I have been able to get that education somewhere else just in a more concentrated form? And I wouldn't have to have sacrificed so much of, of, of being black in order to do it, mm. you know, uh, having to be this exceptional black is not something that you ask to be, but you also recognize that there's a privilege to it. And do I want to sacrifice that privilege? I'm, I'm 15. Like, you know, I, like I just wanted to not be any fucking weirder than I am. But I think, you know, my weirdness has always been made fun of, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, you're weird, you know, for black kids making fun of me, I got made fun of, but I got made fun of by white kids. But would I have still flourished in an environment that maybe allowed me to be a little weirder because that weirdness wasn't accompanied by any racial undertones or as many racial undertones, depending on, you know, what type of activity was involved. But would I have been allowed to be more of myself at an earlier age were I in a blacker environment? So those are the things I I think that I sacrificed. Right. And I, I, I can sort of. I don't of know partly. if that made sense because I'm probably drunk. No, no, it made it complete sense. Uh, <laughs> as a as a weird black kid who grew up in the South, mm-hmm. at, at a mostly kind of black high school and middle school, it, I think you would have come out the same, um, mm-hmm. because uh, one, you you remain true to who you are, but you also have a, a woman named Karen in your corner, and I think. <laughs> Karen, man. <laughs> and and that, that sort of transitioned me into a little bit uh, about your mother. Tell us, tell us about Karen because Karen yeah. is a whole fucking character. She's, an bro. <laughs> She's her own person. She's a Karen, fucking Karen. Gosh, I. So and it's similar to the sentiment that my mother said about her mother. She wanted a certain type of mother, and. Hers was more of a, a different aesthetic than I wanted, but I wanted a very cookie cutter cutter mom. I wanted a very religious mom. I wanted to, because when I moved to Florida, I was nine years old. And so much of this concentration from this little nine-year-old body 
was thrust into a world where assimilation was survival. Mm. And I had never experienced that, you know, and it was like being thrown into just a completely different world where, you know, you're going from people that, you know, live in nice places, but you also have a good majority of your friends that live in the projects. And now you're going to Seminole County, Florida, where, you know, I ended up going to high school with people who drove Lexuses and Mercedes and, and really nice cars to school and, and, and live presently in million dollar homes. And so to go from such a drastic class change as well as racially racial dynamic change, it really was a lot. Like it really was a lot. And so I wanted to focus on being as fucking normal as possible. Mm. And that included, I think, subconsciously religion, you know, it included anything that could make me as acceptable to whiteness and under the radar as possible. And so having this liberal single mom, you know, like for a mom was, you know, that didn't go to church was so like, first of all, you don't go to church. Are you really black? You know, uh, (laughs) you know, and, and so to wait to have a mom that was like, I'm, I'm doing this all on my own. I don't need out, you know, I don't was so hard as a kid. And then growing up, um, I realized so much beauty in having a mom that I have like non-binary friends or trans friends or, or, you know, just friends from totally different backgrounds. And she doesn't bat an eye. She doesn't, think twice she's inviting and she's funny and she's engaging and she is really fucking funny. You know, I, I personally think she's funnier than I am, but I'm, I'm just really happy that I had a, have such a liberal mom and I didn't know what that felt like. I, you know, having the mother that people actually look forward to going to see my mom, I don't have nearly as much close relationship really with my friend's moms as they have with mine. So fucking Karen, man. Fucking, fucking Karen. Karen. I love that lady. Man. <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, cause it's so fun so to see you. Uh, the only Karen we recognize. This is your Karen. So, you know, the, the irony of her name, like being Karen, is that I called her Karen way before this Karen thing was, you know, you know, white lady calling managers. Uh, and I did that. I started calling her Karen so that when I was in the grocery store as a kid, white women wouldn't answer when I said mom. <laughs> so the irony was I started calling my mother her name to keep me away from being Angelina Jolie by white women. And then Don't take a white woman. Wait a minute. You would yeah. you would say you would say mom in a grocery store and like white women would try to Yeah, abduct I mean, you. is this just like a natural like, you know, you say mom and they don't see who's, you know, paying attention. So they just say, Yeah, you know, it's like it was a whole bunch of kids running around the store. I mean, I grew up in the burbs. You know, white people were just letting their kids. We were just all of it. It was fucking public. So, you know, it was fine. Save this and, uh, child. Yeah, so I would say Karen, you know, and to find my particular mom. And then five white then, women would turn around and be like, yes. Yes. So now, as an asshole, if I'm with my mom in the grocery store, I'm like, well, Karen. And then I'll see you. I'm like, like, real upset. I'm talking to my mom, bitch. You know, talking to my moms. Oh, shit. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, So, speaking of... uh, I was gonna. Now nah, I'll save that. I'll save that question. Let's okay, move to. Okay. Let's move to this one because I, I don't think this is getting enough shine and enough love. I remember when you called me and said, "Hey, Blues, I have this idea for this book. <laughs> what do you think about it?" And it's Hickory Dickory Doc. I do not want your cock. I was like, first of all, that's fucking genius. Like, can you can you talk a little bit about about where that where that book came from and how is it doing now? Okay, so first of all, I'm definitely high or and drunk. Yes. And or and. Um, or and. <laughs> or and. So it was like three years ago this month. It was December of mm-hmm. 2017. 
I had just written this. I'm like, I'm really good for like little, like cute little coming up with shits. And so I wrote this like little Facebook poem about where we find trash men. Like, you know, we find them at the grocery store, we find it at the gym, you know, we find them on our Facebook statuses denying our experiences because nigga, you are him. But it was way longer than that. And it went viral. And so also here's the weird thing, because I've I've gone viral uh, you know, more than an STD clinic. Um, <laughs> Can you hit the horn for that, please? <laughs> We, we appreciate we appreciate the brand we we like it I'm let's go i'm clearly a few sheets to the wind i'm clearly a few sheets to the wind yeah 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 um, it's not even 27 yeah yeah no, people like to take my content and be like can i use it no bitch like and so that was when it, somebody was like can i put this in a book i can put this in a book and so i um I decided to make this a little, like a whole little thing. And it was a book of poems for man children, about patriarchy for man children. So it's like this cute little ditty of a book. Uh, and it actually, people really liked it. Like, I think it's kind of one of those things, like if I ever become, you know, a, a famous poet, you know, and I, you know, 80 years from now and somebody says, you know, she had this crazy little book and, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna, yeah. you know, what's gonna happen is you're gonna be, you're gonna be like up for political office or something super important, and someone's gonna be like, "Yo, this is the same bitch that wrote this book, though." <laughs> victory, victory. I, you know what? <laughs> what's crazy is I think I would be really great for political office, but I would never go like right? Way too much dirt just coming. Be like, all right, it's fuck so it. Y'all want to bring up old shit? I have something to add. Oh to my this. god. God, there's shit on the internet about me that I didn't even do. Dude. Like, there's so much bad shit. Never say never because basically in Oregon now, anything goes. So, Damn. 10 years. Like they might not like that might be mild shit, right? That I might mean, be that might be the qualifying shit. Yeah, like, yeah, right. like you, you can, can only run for office if you've done these things. Because yeah, like, I'm like, listen, as much as shit that I talk and weed that I smoke, I am not sure if if anybody's gonna be like, yes, this is what I want to leave me. They're they gonna hit you with the uh, like on uh, half bait. You up in here for some marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> so we boo this, this woman. <laughs> exactly. That's me. I, yeah, and like I said, I think that is a, the biggest surprise of my life is how much I love weed. Like, was I, how lame was I beforehand? Like, I just want to know, like, was I a terrible person to be around? Because, wow, I am so uncool and I'm not high. But that's the high you talking though. <laughs> that is like that the is not the high, high you would be like, man, I hate myself. <laughs> but once you read, like, man, I oh, love no. myself. Okay. I'm, so gorgeous. I'm fucking fly as a motherfucker when I'm high. <laughs> so we're Kai likes uh, high Kai too. So we're Kai is a fan of high Kai. I love it. I love it. So so the book drops and that's that's doing well. But that's not like that's not all that you have done. Um, you have, uh, and I don't even want to, I like, cause I, I'm asking questions because like, of moments that we've stop. shared, but I will, I will, hey, I, will I will, I will slow yeah, those down. I, I will slow those down. But I, you, you did have a really great opportunity, uh, with one of your, uh, I think your picture, someone wanted to repaint your picture. You, you do so much viral shit that everybody wants to take credit for. But uh, in particular, <laughs> in particular, there was a uh, there was a picture that someone wanted to recreate with your words. Do you remember that? Are you talking about the poster in Milan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, like I found that it was a, a few places across the world, but somebody had caught a picture of somebody holding a sign my poetry in Milan in protest. Wow. And then there is graffiti of the same words in Soho in New York that I have a picture of. Um, but yeah, they said like a few protests around the world, people were using it as a sign. And I just happened to catch it. Like, and I, I mean, I was so fucking overwhelmed. So like, cause you know, there's this, there's a separation between the, the existence of these things and, and your real existence. And so 
you wonder, are you deserving of them? Are they really even happening to you? Like me, like I'm, you know, I'm just this weird cat lady who, you know, stays at home and watches 90 Day Fiance, you know, so is this really happening to me? Is my work really being immortalized in this way? Uh, and so that was like a weird, a weird instance of like, these niggas really fuck with me the wrong way. The only thing I can think of that rivals that is, and and this is me speaking this into the future for you, is Beyonce's next visual album using your words and not giving you credit. I feel like that's the next. <laughs> that's the, like I love that's it. the next. Thing. I love it. Can we, Kyla? Can I double down real quick? Can I? Can it's I? Can it be Rihanna? Can it be Rihanna? Rihanna. Yeah, 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 Rihanna. But can I double down with a with a with a really proximity story to that? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Uh, recently, your man Busta Bus just dropped an album, right? Yes, and I album. was this close to being on it. She was that close to being on that album. Oh wow! Oh, word. Right. So, listen, I, I share this story because Do I have. I have a, to start hating on Busta Bus right now because I have <laughs> no, a young. We're not like including the nicest this person. No, because, he's so nice. He's so nice. Because I have a similar Young Jeezy story. Like I was I in remember. the studio with Jeezy I, yeah, the whole fucking day, and I know what it is to be that close and then don't get on the album. But motherfuckers will never understand that you had a conversation with Bus because he heard your words first not that you sought him out but he was like yo i've heard of you i want to fuck with you let's let's work some shit out and of course with hip-hop these niggas record like 115 goddamn right. songs yeah, right. and then it gets whittled down to like a hot 12 Three. right yeah. right so can you tell us a little bit about that situation so there were there were multiple situations with like celebrities and they all kind of shook me in so many different ways. I think like the only thing Buster was like, did you write it? I'm like, but Buster Rhymes, like he was so nice and he called me for my birthday. But I think even more of that moment, um, blues. An uh, Amy Winehouse fan, yep. as I as am I, yep. a huge Amy Winehouse fan. We were days apart in birth. And I got to talk to Salam Remy on the phone. Oh, shit. And I, who, if for, for those who don't know, produced about half of the songs on Back to Black and produced a, a few songs on Frank as well, her first CD. I cried. Like, that one was, I cried. And so then uh, there was a weird one when Chance the Rapper had posted my work because you know, here I am crying and because I'm poor, right. And he's like posting my work and I'm in the lift crying, but I'm driving the lift. So it was kind of like a, a weird moment. And then um, it's kind of like this weird, surreal, like big moment for me that I can't enjoy it because I'm in this starving artist mode as well. And uh, Lenny Kravitz, I broke my shoe. Uh, when he messaged me and I got that notification because I was already following him because it's fucking Lenny Kravitz. And so that one, and I'm a legitimately a fan of his aesthetic as well as his work. Like I'm legitimately a fan of his music. So, and uh, Billy Porter and I broke my phone when he messaged me. So there, yeah, like, uh, and you know, celebrities are just like you and me, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're just Hit like the horn, please. <laughs> Hit the horn, please. <laughs> Humble brag. We'll allow it. That's everybody, right. yeah, but everybody was just so nice, and it, it helps, like in my imposter syndrome, in a way, because like I did, uh, my boyfriend and got a girlfriend. I was filming that shortly after the first time it went viral, because it went viral in, in a couple of cycles, and um, I was rehearsing, and it really put me into this mind, like you know, bitch, you're supposed to be here. Uh, so that was like really good in, in that respect. So. So let's. Uh, my child is screaming. Can you hear him? <laughs> yeah. Your cat is always getting involved in some shit that we ain't invite him to. Uh, <laughs> so if we, if we keep inside that same, that same thought uh, of imposter syndrome, of, of being bigger than what your lifestyle is reflecting, you also, inside of that, manage to be resilient. And if you don't mind, if we talk a little bit about depression and mental health. Oh, you, yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. Most folks will see the thing and be like, oh, we're, we're so amazed that you're doing so really, really, you know, you're doing well. well. I'm busy right now. <laughs> you're doing well at He's what so you're doing. <laughs> but you're also, you're also surviving your life. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? So, um, back in 2018, 
I was unceremoniously released from my agency, and uh, I will say nothing more than that, Blues. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, I will, but I, I okay. I will say that. Hmm, I will say I had a good run with them, um, but you were I did, successful. You did primarily. You said what? I said no. You you had a really great run. I had a really great run with you them. Did I you think, did numbers. Yeah, it, you know, and you know what? I'm I'm gonna say it was nice to go viral afterwards. Okay, so can I be Luther real quick? Can I be Luther real quick? Oh, from Key and Peele, uh, Barack Obama's black interpreter. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be uh, the black interpreter. Fuck them niggas. Fuck all they did. Fuck them forever. Carry on. And you know what? I had a I had a really good. It was good until it wasn't, and it probably could have been greater. And 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 so it was good that it wasn't as great anymore. I don't. You know, it was a matter of I did feel a bit stifled and and not able to do the. It's, Booth will tell you, if I filter something, it's, neither party was probably happy. It was just their unhappiness. They could move on and I couldn't. Mm. So I wasn't making, in my opinion, the things, the money that people who I was dusting in the poetry community were making. And I will say that out loud. Let's, let's go, so, let's go anywho, this route. let's go this route. Um, people, you are dusting in the poetry community. Let's talk. <laughs> let's get. Let's hold on, hold on, hold on. Put a, put a pin in that real quick because I want I want her to. I want her to break down the mental the the uh, the mental health part. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Because I've, I've, I've. Well, we're coming it. back to that. So, so. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might have to take another shot. Um, <laughs> Don't do so. that. Uh, okay, I wasn't, so when I was re- released from my agency, my money changed drastically. And in the poetry community, in the college circuit, your money can go, whether it's you're with the same agent or not, you can have a really great year, you can have a bad year, you can have a great year, a bad year. And so financially, I wasn't looking the best. Um, the person that I was in love with moved to New York. Uh, at the same time that my cousin died from brain and spinal cancer within uh, really like a week or two, I was breaking up with him and she was dying and I didn't know that she was dying. It had been kind of kept secret for me, Uh, but we were really, really close. We were probably the closest growing up. And so I took it really hard. Um, I felt a lot of guilt because I had already kind of been, sort of experiencing an emotional slump and I just for her to die that I've, I felt really guilty. Um, and so that kind of sparked a depression and then I went through some even bigger financial difficulties cause I got in a car accident so I couldn't work. Uh, my house went into foreclosure, my car was repossessed and, you know, I'm, sitting in the same house that was went into foreclosure and my car is in the shop, but I'm, so I'm here, you know, I'm here, but I I went through a really nasty two years emotionally, like a year and a half, I'd say emotionally, I was really in a really dark place and I did not, I wouldn't say I wanted to die. I just didn't really care to live. And I think one of the things that bothered me the most was people telling me things that weren't servicing me, thinking that they were going to make me feel better. Um, You know, people telling me, oh, she's in a better place. And I'm like, she got, she died of brain and spinal cancer. Like what place is that good that that's the entry fee? And so I was just very angry for a long time because people would say things to me that didn't make sense and didn't make me feel better. Um, or people would even say, you know, depression is about positive thinking. And I'm like, you think I fought myself into depression in the first fucking place? Like get out of here. Uh, and so there's this misconception that you're in control of, of your depression. Like, 
people will get cut off in traffic and lose their entire shit. But my cousin died and I'm supposed to think my way out of that shit. You know, I'm supposed to be healed. If I were in a car accident, you wouldn't expect me to be okay in six months when I, you know, was in a coma. Don't expect me to experience such trauma and be okay tomorrow. Don't expect me. And that was, I think, even making it worse because there was this expectation that I was just supposed to snap out of it, that I wanted to be there. Um, I was very, very fortunate to find a black lady therapist who helps me pro bono. Uh, and I microdose shrooms and I am a firm believer that they assisted me getting out of depression way sooner. So, and even still, there was a lot of feeling guilty that I wasn't depressed anymore. There was a, am I allowed to feel this happy and this comfortable? Am I allowed to feel this content? Am I allowed to be this okay today? Right. Because you're, you know, like, uh, is it coming back? You know, am it, you know, is, is this bitch coming back? Because, yeah. Right. And so. I, I think that's like an important story to hear because... <laughs> Again, Instagram will only give us the snippet and the highlights of the good shit. And no one will ever understand uh, the, the mud and muck and mire that you have to go through while, while you're winning. Like, you could be mm -hmm. fucking winning and completely losing your shit at the same time. So I, I just wanted to make sure our fans understood, like, all this really good, fun, ever clear, smoking dope, Kyla didn't. That you shit. Know, that shit came. I, that shit did not I, just come overnight. Like you had, you're, and you're still getting I'm, there, right? You know, I I'll say that you know there were some entertainment companies interested in my views of of what happens when genius gets depressed. That's a very, very PC way to say that. Um, so, um, and, and I promised that we would. We're going to scroll back a little bit. So you was dusting motherfuckers um, out here. Uh, Jay Ward, what was your, what was your question? I feel, like, I feel like we, we, we transitioned from such a heavy topic, and this is awkward. So I just want to acknowledge, number one, that you dropped some, some gems in terms of therapy, in terms of representation and black therapy, in terms of... Uh, thinking about how we relate to people socially when they're going through things and, and how we should think about certain things. Now, that being said, <laughs> that being said, Jamal, um, I want to go back to what you said earlier about uh, when we talked about Breeze and you said, uh, yeah, we're the two social pariahs. So how do, you, how do you, I feel a certain way about this, but like, how do you feel about that when you, when you say that you're a social pariah in the poetry scene. And then when you say I've been dusting poetry niggas for a while, like how can we, can we talk about people we love? Like people we love are petty. We love yeah, a lot you of know we petty. don't give a fuck. Right. Right. We uh, gonna we say love, this. We, we, we love the say pettiness. This, yeah. this we, show ain't changed. Right. <laughs> we, we love the pettiness. So I'm, can you talk I'm about my bag? I'm getting my bag. You about to go in her bag. <laughs> Listen, this is the petty Let's shit go. we're talking about. This motherfucker went and got a bag. This nigga went and got a bag. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh god, I'm going to hell so fast. Wow. Um what I mean if you okay. Um I have, I will say this. Woo. All right. I will say this. I have never gone to bed knowing that I have lied on anybody in the poetry community. Come on. Not a once. Uh, I've had things that have been said about me or things that have, people have said that I've said. And they were not true. But at the same time, the same people who believe some of those things also would be the first to say Kyla is brutally honest. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to be real nice. Um, you know, I... I am not going to win Miss Congeniality any, any day. And I even recognize that some of the things that I, I probably definitely could have tempered how I said, uh, my personality does not come before other people's feelings, but I also feel like people lying and being dishonest does not come before the truth. So 
uh, that is kind of how I've been leading my journey in life. Uh, but I also think that the poetry community lacks a lot of accountability and there are a lot of people who get away with things because we are most of the people in the poetry community are marginalized. And so I think and the more marginalized you are in the poetry community, the more you're allowed to get away with. The bully uh, becomes the fucking bully. Yeah, the bully becomes absolutely. the fucking bully. And um, I think for me, I represent a lot of the things that are sometimes anti the poetry community. Um, I am, I'd say aesthetically a little more to the right. You know, I'm a little more, a little less, you know, earthy, a little more, hmm, I guess, girly. Uh, you put, put on deodorant. Is that what you're saying? Was, you go wear the other. That was the first thing I thought of too. <laughs> That's fucking. Uh, you go yeah, wear shoes I in the club. I got you. I got right, you. Right, right. I don't. Um, I, I, I take showers regularly. Right, right, right. I feel like I feel like Kyla's comments or posts just before Southern Fried every year are going to have something to do with deodorant and regular washing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I just don't understand why adults want to smell like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's like wanting to smell like a gem sock and and thinking like <laughs> this is the move? You know, this is it. This is what I should do as an adult. I should smell like a Vidalia onion farm. I just I don't know why anybody would want to smell like that. So, and it's you know we all have had our days. Like, wow, is that me? It is. Ah, you know. <laughs> um, but their days are like weeks. You know, uh, so yeah. Uh, but no, um, I, I don't think that the poetry community aligns itself to as much accountability as we think. Uh, if you are a favorite in the poetry community, you can go from being a white man to a black woman. <laughs> Hit the button. Which one? The horn button. <laughs> We're going to let folks do their research on that one. We're going to let folks do their yeah, research on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I would like to offer this. I, I feel like of all the people that I've known that have been petty, they all agree that they're petty. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm petty. And this is and this yeah, is what I appreciate yeah. about, about Kyla and, and about all petty people. Because some people will say, some people will say, Oh, you're you're giving them a pass. Why are you giving them a pass? You wouldn't give this person a pass. You wouldn't give them this person a pass. And this is what I think. A mean person is mean. But with a petty person, anybody can get it. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like we can be friends. We can this be cool me. today or tomorrow. But like if you're acting up, you can get it. And I yeah. feel I feel that and I feel I've, like I've lost I mean I, I definitely feel like if I if I care about somebody, I'm more likely to approach them in a way softer manner. But I have lost friends keeping my friends like, hey, nah, wait a minute. I mean, even with like the old Tom Cruise thing and people were like, Yeah, I support Tom Cruise and he's like poets. And I was like, This cannot be the love and light poetry <laughs> community that is always down my fucking throat. Uh, you know, screaming right. at somebody and calling them assholes. You know, this cannot be the same poetry community, com you know, commending Tom Cruise that every single time I, I wipe my ass the wrong way, you know, they're up it, you know, with a, a white glove. So, uh, yeah, man, the poetry community is real picky choosy, like real wishy washy, real fair weather friend. Can, can I mean, I, you can you can steal a whole poem and like, anyway. Can, so hit, hit the horn again while I while I segue. Just to back up on my mean comment, what I mean by mean is everybody has people that they like and that they're familiar with and that they that they run with. They have their circle, so you can be mean and still nice to the people that you like. And what I'm saying is, a petty person, anybody can get it. Even if you're my friend, even if we cool with each other. You can still get it, whereas a mean person is only mean to the people they don't like. That that's what I, I think. But I think one of the things that the poetry community has taught me is a false sense of loyalty. Because I have watched people that have stayed in my house not only lie on me or like numerous people or not defend me when they knew something was a lie. And for me, I can never do my friends like that. And so that was really hard. And um, in a way, the corona was really good because it kind of separated me from a lot of 
things that are my vice, like, you know, when I'm having a bad day, like, you know, wrap me up and, and unleashing that fury against somebody. And that was a way that I would be able to get out of my anxieties. So in a way, Corona kind of separated me from the poetry community. And a lot of that, you know, back and forth, you know, agonizing and trying to prove myself worthy to a group of people that may not be worthy of me. I fucking said it. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and that, I don't know, are we still, are we still in this? Because that's going to lead me to say what you've managed to show people is I, I'm good at poetry, but I don't need poetry. poets and poetry and poets. I don't need y'all. Uh, I, I honestly think I would really like to drop a book or two um, and maybe even do a book tour too, and then completely segue out of poetry. I don't mind being known as a poet up until a certain point. I don't think that that's all I have to offer. I think that's what I'm offering right now. Right. Um, and I have, I have doors around other opportunities or, or doors of other opportunities are just a little out of the reach now, but I know where they are. So I don't mind, you know, if I ever go down in the history books, it's still being, you know, poet and, you know, or author, poet. Assume poet. Assume poet Kyla is gone in five years. Who, who's mm-hmm. Kyla in five years? Um, I sincerely hope that Kyla in five years is somewhere doing some sort of art, but I would hope that it would be kind of like in the television realm. Mm. Um, I really enjoy writing. I really enjoy, I've been, I've been kind of goaded to do a little comedy writing, but I, I do enjoy entertaining. I, absolutely enjoyed entertaining and in some ways because I've done and and blues can tell you doing college shows requires a certain amount of entertainment as a general statement you know it's not just doing poems I am giving you a fucking show and I've taken pride in the fact that some schools are like this is the best performance that we've had or um you're funnier than you know comedians I like making people laugh I like I like that. I, I like making people laugh almost as much as I like doing poems. And in so many ways, my sets are incorporate both. So I would like to still be in the realm of entertaining, but I do feel like poetry has, I wouldn't necessarily say a timeline, but a plateau that's way, way lower than, than other forms of media and artistic expression. I want to, I really want to set a calendar reminder for five years from now. (laughs) No, no, no. Because I I feel like what you're speaking is not only what you really want, but what's going to happen. So when we're talking about entertainment and TV, I want, I want us to revisit this in five years and see. And don't be on the like bullshit. Like I'm too big for y'all show. (laughs) Fuck that. You know what? But I'm like, I'm a very loyal person, though. I That's am true. a very loyal person. That if I fuck true. with somebody, I fuck with you. Like, I feel like you're you gonna know. be huge, and then you're gonna call me with like, well, guess what Oprah did today? I mean, like, wait, let me sit, let me sit down first. Can you handle that? I can't take it. No, this is gonna be me. This is gonna be me. Oh, you're gonna be calling me. Um, Kravitz Ranch. This is Kyla. Oh, no, <laughs> shit. Because we're going to live out of Montana, Lydia and I. And we're, we're going to joke about how our um, initials are, are backwards, K-L-L-K, and it's going to be... <laughs> and then gonna Zoe's going to come by, and we're going to all smoke pot and laugh, and then Lisa's going to, you know, it's going to be great. It's We're going to have a whole fucking commune. It's fine. It's going to be amazing. I mean, because you, you really started making some of those transitions already. You're, you're dabbling in acting, but you most recently landed yeah. a pretty big gig. You want to tell, tell, tell folks about that? I landed a voiceover for Tablet Hotels. Hey, nice. And it was the most money I'd ever made in one day. Going to get a Tesla. I'm going to get a Tesla. By more than double. So, and college gigs can pay some good money. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it was, it was real nice. 
is and and they were like wow like you're really good well <laughs> keep going it's so crazy oh my god but, um, pay me more yeah. money <laughs> right yeah so it was it was a really cool experience and they saw me on diet prada's page which again like people were like you're on diet prada and i was like i don't know what that is uh and so they and it, yeah it went viral on diet prada and so uh they somebody was like i want her voice and and that was that was it so that's super nice dope. that is amazing yeah. that is amazing yeah. I'm, I'm gonna ask the nigger question go ahead what is diet prada like like is it like so diet Pro- right so diet prada is a it's an, well, it's an, I don't know how much bigger it is past Instagram, but I know their Instagram has about 3 million people on it. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Hilfiger commented on it. Mark Jacobs commented on it. That's where a lot of the, the bigger celebrities saw it. And, you know, like Tandy Newton and Billy Porter, that's when they saw it again. So, and then Willow Smith posted a different poem, which I thought was cool because people, you know, usually focus on that one or, um, or the a lot of the, the relationship pages will steal my boyfriend and got a girlfriend. They like to do that one. That's amazing. I don't think people understand how viral you are. Like until they until you mention shit. This is how viral you are. You, you mention shit that we have never heard of, but three million people know about. Like, yeah. like what the fuck is that? Like, my, my, <laughs> is that anything like I know versus and flow? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What is that? Well, you know, I didn't get picked for versus and flow. So listen. There's there's only there's only one of us sitting here who's been on button a couple of times, but I mean we're not gonna say anything to anybody. Who's been on button? Oh well, I'm I'm not gonna talk about button. You know, I mean. So moving on. Um, (laughs) uh, Listen, for for a minute, and I think you still do. You've been on a real kind of health journey, uh, body, mind, and and soul. Can you tell us a little about that? Are you vegan, vegetarian? I Ish. am mostly mostly pescatarian. I have been polo pescatarian since I was writing sad uh, the world poem since I was like eleven years old. I am uh, I do occasionally eat poultry, but not at home. I don't I don't buy it at home. And how does that configure into your the balance of your life and your writing, like especially especially the physical health part of it? I, so there's a bit of a vanity involved in like my physical health, right? There's a bit of like, you know, not wanting to, wanting to preserve my body for as long as I can have it. Like always understanding one, I procrastinate. So I need a little more time on this earth, (laughs) but, um, two, you know, there's, there's something to be said about like, I'm not replaceable. So I need to take care of me. Right. And like, just even in that sense of that being spiritual, like it's important for me to be important to me Um, because I can't help or facilitate anything for anybody, including myself, if I'm not here. And that was actually also why I knew I was kind of severely depressed because I had stopped taking care of myself. I am approximately like 150 pounds at my heaviest I was maybe like 159 158 which I'm still very happy with that weight I got down to 141 which was kind of um like my high school weight I had gotten really really tiny and I had stopped eating and I stopped you know bathing and I'd stopped taking care of myself and you know so physical health is important to me you know physical health is before I got my car today, I was literally doing cartwheels and splits in somebody's yard and then huh, got hit by two tons of seal. So I'm uh, I still have a, I have to get like a surgery on my leg for my car accident, but um, stretching and, and being a better version of myself is always important in some aspects. So that's what's up. That's what's up. I was just. <laughs> Was that drunk rambling a little? No, 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 no. It's actually perfect because... <laughs> Does it need to be drunker rambling? <laughs> Can you go a little bit deeper? Just sip like nine more Everclear sips. Don't do it. Don't do it. That yeah, Everclear is the... Do not. 
Do Everclear, not Everclear is behind a lot of drunk stories from young high school kids. Yeah. Myself like, included. Like, well, when I used to teach, I used to come home and put a little Everclear in my lemonade because I fucking couldn't stand those kids. And I love them, right? Most but they teachers. were also demons. Yeah. Most, most teachers. teachers and most parents. Yeah. So oh. I would come home and I would cry a little bit. And then I would get high and drink a little Everclear. And Ever, then you go can start a lawnmower. With Everclear. Yeah, you can. And Literally. also, like, you don't can start a heart so with Everclear. <laughs> don't carry open <laughs> flames around. Yeah. Everywhere. Don't strike a match anywhere. But we yeah. can't. You know, Everclear is illegal legally, in right? certain states. <laughs> huh? Did you know it's illegal in certain states? It fucking should be illegal it everywhere. Be everywhere. <laughs> it really should be. Everywhere. Challenge. It's fucking illegal in certain states. Yeah. Bruh, we're not bringing Everclear on the show. Challenge. <laughs> Fuck no. Next episode. Everclear? One shot of Everclear. One shot. Just one shot. Just one Just shot. Ever- uh, I'm not buying it. If I can do a shot. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not bringing Everclear into here. A little background. A little background. Our procurement officer is Jamal Cowan. And if he does not buy it, for the most part, we don't drink it. We don't drink it. Like, so, so when he just said... I'm not buying it. <laughs> it had a little bit more weight for us than it had for you as a listener. Right, right, right. right. And, and I feel like because you issued that a challenge, you should buy it. I'll, I'll buy it. Go, I'll buy it. I'll but buy it. you also have to take it home with you. You, yeah, can't, you can't. Don't leave that, that shit here. Do not leave that shit here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. So, Kylo, what is next for you in, in the world of Kyloness? Uh, I, gosh, what is next? I am segueing into some different types of writing that aren't poetry. So I do want to finish my book eventually. I had a publisher and things just didn't work out, but it wasn't on like completely bad terms. So there's an opportunity to kind of go back when I'm ready. I just wasn't ready. Uh, Let's see what else. I think after COVID, I'm just kind of going to reassess some things and try to get an acting agent. I am one half of an amazing co-hosting team of this new show called Speak Up. So it's going to be on a YouTube channel. And I'm excited about that. And they're hosting a few other things. And I wrote a poem about Martin Luther the Kang. And we filmed it recently. So I'm trying to release that by his birthday. It's about the gentrification of MLK. And I'm really excited about that poem. Because I think it's one of my best poems I ever wrote. So... Is, is, I think it's up there with like white privilege and um, code switch. I'd say it's like number three to those two. Listen, but it's up there. I just want to tell the listeners it might sound like braggadocious when you say, oh, or it might sound like self serving to say, this is the best poem I've written. But poets don't say that lightly. Right. If a poet it's says, up there. It's, it's yeah. up there. I, I, you know what? I think code switch is the best poem I've ever written. And then I say white privilege and I say this one. I'd say it's a blue. That's high it. though. That's it. really high. And I changed the end. I changed the ending, and the ending really oh, like slaps. Yeah, so. the, yeah, the poem is fire. The poem is is definitely. Oh, you've fire. heard it. She wrote it a yeah. while ago, though. Okay. Like yeah, that, that's the yeah. thing. Like she's been and sitting I, on it. So I've been sitting on it. I yeah. sit on poems. I mean, I sat uh, a code switch. Railroad then 2016. And I didn't perform until last year. So Can I, I translate? Can I be Luther? I, <laughs> niggas, I write poems and forget them. Quicker than you will ever write a poem That's better than the ones I forgot. <laughs> okay, I think uh, we only have one one final question for you. Go ahead. I'm actually enjoying this. I don't care. Are you I'm ready here. to freestyle? Oh, I'm terrible at freestyling. Good. Great. You'll fit right in. <laughs> I am terrible at freestyling. Great. Good, because it's about to go down. It's about Can I, to go Well, okay. Can I give you something that I freestyled and I like liked? What? I mean, no. If, I if that's mean, what I, you want to do, if that's what you want to do. That's fine. No, I'm so bad at freestyling. Good. That's why hey, I lost hey. uh, slam sadness. Good is the new bad. Wait a minute. Bad is the new good. Yeah. yeah. Don't panic because no <laughs> one's no one's been really good at it's this. It's no pressure at all since <laughs> since we started doing it. Yeah, it's like, no pressure. 
one one rapper, Mason. Mason Parker Mason was the Parker. best yeah, because was he was he's prepared for anything because he raps. Yeah. Why well, didn't get Ed Mabry to rap? But we did. We did. We did. Oh, okay. Listen, okay. we've got people to rap that <laughs> that don't rap that yeah. do Terry not rap. rap. We ain't got we, Terry the Creech to rap. Yeah, Terry yeah. the Creech is what I say. Terry, <laughs> Terry <laughs> the Creech. We got Carlos. We got Carlos to do something. Carlos yep. Robeson. Yep. It's it's great. All right. Um. So yeah, we're gonna get this together. So this is mother how mother bitch, mother bitch, <laughs> mother <laughs> bitch. Yeah, uh, you a G for for Everclear. Ah, I'm a whole alphabet. We taking a shot shit. because of you. It might be a Southern Fried, but we gonna take a shot. All right. Oh, so shit. this is how Everclear at Southern Fried. Niggas is gonna get in a fight. This is how the cipher goes. Blues will start. He will okay. then, he will then pass to Jay Ward. Jay Ward will then pass to you. No pressure at all. And then I will finish out. We always close with the best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the drunkest. <laughs> same difference. It's the same difference. Um, but I haven't. Am been- high as a, I am. I'm as high as. Giraffe's pussy. Oh, yeah. Angel giraffe pussy. Angel, Angel giraffe, giraffe pussy. Cloud piss. I'm high as cloud piss. Cloud piss. Uh, I don't know what beat is happening. That's here. more fun. Let's do it. I'm so terrible at this. This is gonna be so bad. Don't worry about it. You'll be great. I feel like that's a lie. And you would think that I would be good at this because I'm like good at coming up with stuff, but no. Just, I think your white man can't jumping us right now. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm How do y'all feel about But I do like weed, like Woody Harrelson does. So. I, hope, I hope this works. <laughs> no, there's a whole beat. <laughs> Turn me up. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be so bad. Is that it? Are we ready to go? Yes. Oh shit, bad is the new good. Guaranteed this blues coming to your hood. Blaze it up. Raise it up. Fuck around, you cow niggas, graze it up. Uh, come through in a bamboo, excuse me, a boom bap. This is hip hop rap, it's freestyle. Got Kyla on the ones and twos. Nah, she not DJing. She high too, I don't know. Shit, I'm about to pass it to Ward. Guarantee, yo, yo, you can chop it like a sword. Let's go. You know, J Ward, make it easy. Who is this? You know it's Jay Weezy. You better motivate. Hold it up, podcast. It's college like I don't know Man, who this is on the back. We need to motivate. Make no excuses. Make it sleep. It's Jamal. Like it's Jamal. Like oh, it's Jamal. 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 It's It's Jamal. It's Jamal. It's Jamal. It's Jamal. It's you try to act like you're the motherfucking motherfucker, boy. Like, yo, if y'all want to hit up Motivate by Jamal Chi, just hit up. Wait, <laughs> I did. I, it's an instrumental. Chi at gma.com. It is an instrumental, nigga, with you in a chorus. <laughs> right. That was not. Uh, that shit was hilarious because you were, you were going to just let it ride <laughs> as if the shit like, wasn't hey. happening. <laughs> J Moore had to put the shit in his fucking rhyme like I hear the nigga in the background. <laughs> like the fuck is happening? Alright, let's try. Oh, let's let's try this one. Okay. Ah shit. This you one gave is them the good. It's not like I should sing on this joint. Blues, sing. you can start over if you want to. I feel like I should start over. Because go, go, go. this beat is smooth as shit. <laughs> this, this one is just the beat, I promise. Yeah, what right. the fuck is this shit? It's not motivate. Uh-huh. I can guarantee you, I hope you can relate. Yeah, uh-huh. They don't have Jamal in the chorus, but guarantee, yo, this first name is Boris. Uh-huh. But they can call me blues, I guarantee they'll give you the clues and good news. Hey, and yo, I done paid my dues. I'm gone, bro, trying to make this motherfucker woke or wake up. Hey, J Ward, you up next. Guarantee it's time to grab the mic and flex. Hey, hey, J Ward, you up next. Uh-huh. It's time to grab the microphone and street flip.
Yeah, straight flex. I'ma try to who I'm on the mic with. Kyla, hey, we about to do it like we do it. Yeah, do it like you never knew it. Hey, uh huh. And then we come in, slice your neck and make you take your vocal cords out, make your blood drip down your chin, just like that. And then we say it once, and then we say it again. I got your mall's knife. It's a butterfly. Then I take your spine out and I take it out like a butterfly. Okay, all right, all right, stop, 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 stop. I can't even hear it. I could only hear the music. That's fine because he was he was spitting the most ultra violent fucking lyrics that you can pick up. He started murdering wait, people. Wait a minute. So I'm in Clubhouse last night. This man congratulations said, on getting in the clubhouse. All, I, I keep hearing about that, and I feel like I will never yeah. story. Yeah, droid. Yeah, droid. Yeah, iPhone to get in there. <laughs> did you get the iPhone yet? From the top. Let's not talk. No, about Blues. That. Did you get an iPhone yet? I, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Okay. But no. Wait. Wait. He said, uh, "I want to floss my teeth with your tampon string." <laughs> wait a minute. Somebody actually said this to you? No, he said this. This was his poem in the group, and he what? said some other wild shit that I can't say on camera. Call a freestyle rap to this nigga. Oh boy. No, not to, I don't want to rap to that nigga. Uh, fuck that nigga. Yeah, fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. Yeah, fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. Just bust your Fuck that nigga. No. Fuck that nigga. All right, now do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> oh, wait, this is me? Yeah, this is you. Yes. Okay. Oh, shit. We got your back. We got your back. Yeah, don't okay. worry about it. Don't coward, I stopped smelling flowers. Uh, December 21st, and I got my superpowers. Powers, yeah! 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 I'm always shrooming. Uh, December 31st, the new year is looming. That's all you got, and that will work. Hey, that's all you got, and that will work. Hey, that's all you got. It's crazy. I, I will do it only in the comfort of my home. And that's where you are right now. Freestyling or, or shrooming? By myself. No. Like, I did come up, I came up with, this was legitimately a freestyle. I was like, uh, when I say, uh, I'm high as fuck. Hold on. <laughs> every, every rapper tells that story. Yeah. What I say? Oh, Fiji water say. in my bones. Uh-huh. Ass cheeks in my thong. Uh-huh. I go off when I'm on. Oh, yeah. Hey, Across the world, across the yeah, world. you know, we got uh, our folks in Ireland. Uh-huh. We got our folks in Australia, uh-huh. Australia, Canada. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Canada oh. and Atlanta, back to back. Oh yeah, Canada and Atlanta. Hey, hey. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Germany, Russia. Uh-huh. We got Russian bots in this bitch. Hey man, oh man, I was gonna say fuck Russia, but they hacking everybody. No, so right. don't say that at all. Let me. Puerto Rico. Oh. oh. I yeah. Say instead of-